0: But we're breaking today's, uh, this talk down into really a three parts, and it's um, a time, a place, and a plan. A time, a place, and a plan. Y'all say that with me. A time, a place, and a plan. And what I'm going to be talking about today is giving you practical, uh, just hands-on advice of how to read your Bible. Now here's the kicker. Anybody that's spent a lot of time reading this text message that God has given us called the Bible... They can pretty much show you they have a regular time, they have a regular place that they read the Bible, and they have a plan and how they go at it. This is not their plan. <laughs> that's, that's not a good plan. All right? So we're going to give you some practical stuff of how to get that plan. So let's look uh, at the time part. A time. You need to choose a time during the day that you need to open up this book and read it. Uh, isn't it true that things that are most important to you, you schedule? I mean, um, if for those of us who are married, you schedule dates with your wife or with your husband, right? We spent, My wife and I have been scheduled a date for months around Indiana Jones, and it came out on Friday. It's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Let me tell you what happens at the end. I'm just joking. Uh, I mean, I, I've been waiting for 19 years for this movie, and it's just like, oh, come on, Steven Spielberg. So anyway, but you schedule time with your spouse, all right? You schedule time. Um, you, you have bills, your budgets and all this. You put that on a calendar and you schedule those because those are important to you. you. You schedule important dates. Fellas, you better. It's called anniversaries. All right, but you put them on your calendar, right? Because there's no day on your on your calendar called someday. There's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, but there's no someday. There's no time on your on your watch called sometime. Whatever is important to you, you schedule. And I'm, what I'm encouraging you to do this morning is to schedule a time, a regular, consistent time that you're able to open up this book. Every day And you'll say Okay I'm going to get into this I'm going to get into this Now sometimes You may think about well, What's the best time to do it Well let me just say this The best time to read your Bible Is when you are at your best The best time to read your Bible Is when you are at your best Some people say The morning is the best time I've got to be honest with you I didn't I used to be a morning person uh, And then I had children And then you learn to be morning people uh, but, but before we had kids I mean my best time of the day Was noon During my lunch break, I'd open up uh, the Bible. I'd start reading it. Now that I have kids, I'm forced to get up. Um, Morning's a great time. Now, let me say this. You may not be a morning person. I understand that. But let me say this. Whatever your morning looks like, whether it's 6.30 in the morning or 11.30 in the morning, you do something right when you get up, don't you? There's something you do. You brush your teeth clean your ears. Do something. Why not take this Bible, this text, and blend it in into your morning routine? Maybe even with your coffee blend. You just sit down at your kitchen table and you carve out that time during that morning and you read the Bible. That's cool. Mark one thirty-five says this. Uh, by the way, this is talking about Jesus who is God. And He's wanting to spend time with His Heavenly Father. It says this. Very early in the what? Oh, there it is, isn't it? Y'all morning people are just like, oh, let me erase that. All right. Very early in the morning, by the way, just in case early is not enough, while it's still dark, (laughs) all right, uh, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed, where he spent time with his heavenly Father. Now, think Jesus took time out of his schedule. He got away from the crowds. He got away from the hustle and bustle of ministry. Because people were always around them because they liked being around Jesus. Though they were nothing like Jesus, they liked hanging out with Him. And Jesus says, i got to get away. i got to get up early in the morning because I want to spend time with God. I-, I would say do it first thing in the morning. Don't give God leftovers. This is not in, your, in the notes or anything, but Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first. Seek first the kingdom of God. If you seek God first in the morning, you know what? He's going to prioritize your day. What's the most important meal you eat? That's exactly right. Breakfast is more because it starts your day out right. Well, why not? While you're feeding your physical body, you feed your spiritual body. And while you're eating, you know, your McSkillet at Mickey D's, you're opening up God's Word and you say, okay, now I'm going to read the McBible. By the way, that wasn't in there. That sounds really weird. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. So, but let me give you a couple of pointers. Whatever time you pick, morning, noon, night, it doesn't matter. Whatever time, you need to be consistent in it. You need to be consistent in it. Because if you do three days at, at, at the noon hour and then two days at six in the morning and then five days at night, you, it, you never, it's never going to develop a pattern or a habit. That's important. Um, you want to, you, you kind of want to set a date with God. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stay in up. I'm going to be here this certain time, this certain place. How many of you all ever got st- set up on a date? Oh, there's a few honest people. You know, They're like... Uh, I was, but I'm not going to raise my hand. All right. Have you all ever had a date? No, I'm joking. Um. Anyway, my point is, you want to set a date with with God. Say, okay, I'm going to read your word. Set that time. All right. Um. You want to start small. You know, you might. You, you don't want to start with a two-hour quiet time. There's nothing spiritual about reading 50 chapters if you don't remember what you read afterwards. So I would encourage you, if you've never done it before, start with seven minutes. Before you open up the word pray And then start digging And I'm going to give you a plan a little bit later Of how to do that But you want to start praying And you want to start reading So start with about seven minutes um, Also don't watch the clock I mean, you know, okay, seven minutes Six minutes You know, you're not going to get anything out of it It's a relationship with God, right? I mean, imagine if you spent time with your wife And you say, okay, I'm, I got, I'll give you seven minutes And you look at the clock you got six minutes to keep on talking. I mean, what is she gonna do? Come on, she's gonna hit you. <laughs> and she has every reason to. Alright? Because you're being a geek. Alright? So don't watch the clock. Also, you want to emphasize quality, not quantity. Again, don't try to take off huge big chunks. Say, I'm gonna read for seven hours. You know, and and, and you do it in bed, you know, at ten thirty, I'm gonna read for seven hours. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so start small and, and then get bigger. Next part I want to tell. That's a consistent time. Let's talk about a consistent place. Because I mentioned the bed, not a good place to read your Bible. All right. So what is a consistent place? Now some of y'all, if you if you've been out of church for a while, this Christianity thing's new to you, you're like, this sounds a little different. This is a little strange. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you handholds to be able to read your Bible. In fact, look what Luke chapter 22 says in talking about Jesus, that Jesus had a consistent place. Jesus went out as usual. What does this usual mean? As usual. That's right. To the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. In fact, he went out to the Mount of Olives and he prayed. I mean, here's God, the Son, wanting to talk to God the Father, and he had a consistent place. What's your consistent place? A place that you say, you know what? When I go to this place, I'm expecting to hear from God. When I was growing up uh, uh, here in Clarksville at Austin P, I had a consistent place. It was down by the river, down by the river walk on Riverside Drive, uh, down by the Cumberland. And every time I would go down there and I would open up my Bible and I would read two verses. In fact, I want to read them to you today because we're going to be talking about these on the canoe trip tomorrow. I would read Psalm chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, some of my most favorite verses of the Bible. It says this. How blessed is the man who delights in God's Word. That's what we're talking about. Who meditates on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Now talk about this just a little bit. We're going to look at this a little bit tomorrow while we're on the canoe trail. What's different about a tree planted beside a river That that's, doesn't characterize a tree Planted beside the, in plains or away from water I want you to think about that Because however that tree is God's saying a person who reads God's word consistently Is going to be like that man It's going to be blessed like that man That's cool All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow But I want you to think about that As we're going down the, uh, down the Red River as Some of y'all are swamping all right. Um, you, want to, you want to pick a place that you can just get, get the clutter off of your mind. Probably the best place is not at your desk because there's all kinds of clutter. So find a place a little bit off the beaten path, a little secluded, that you can spend some quiet moments with God reading this Word. All right? Because there's something about having a regular time, there's something about having a regular routine, and there's something about having a plan when you open this and let's spend the rest of our time on the plan have a plan um i'm going to talk about several different plans um and there's not one of these are right or wrong i want you to try them and some of them may say yeah that that, that may be for me as we talked about last week it always kind of worries me when somebody says i'm going to read the bible straight through and i'm going to start at the beginning because in most stories that's great Genesis great you're reading it Exodus great story fits all way. but when you get to the next few books. It's like Where, where, where did the story go? You know you start reading it's like in and, and, and last week. I gave you a little chart that if you want to read it in chronological order because how we have it in our Bible is not chronological um, But if you want to read in chronological order you can do that. I also want to show you just a, a, a brief thing this is one of the things that I read if I want to read it in chronological order. It's called the Narrated Bible in Chronological Order. And uh, what's so cool is I can open it up, and uh, I'm sitting here reading in 2 Kings, which is the Old Testament, and then it skips down to 2 Chronicles and Ezra, and, and then Isaiah, because all of those are happening during the same time. And it reads just like a story. It's broken up in paragraph, not in verses. And then over here on the side, it's just a little small, Psalm 60 or Second Samuel 11 or whatever. Really good resource. You can, you can get it. Um, if, if, let me give you a couple of other plans, though. The first one is this. And by the way, all of you are going to be getting these plans as you leave the theater this morning. The uh, first one is this. This is reading the Bible, uh, reading through the Gospels, the Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of John in 21 days you're going over the life of Jesus. So in 21 days you can read through the entire book of Luke, through the entire book of John, and it'll give you the life of Jesus. How many how many days does it take to make a habit? Boom, slam bam. Right there. 21 days. By the way, this reading plan comes from starting point. Um it, it, that's another great thing that we're we're getting ready to launch in June. Actually, we're launching it the second time because we do it in quarters. But if you're interested in being involved in that starting point class, you can go and sign up at Guest Central. But it, it's just 21 days that you can read through and talk about Jesus. And here's the great thing. If you're new to God, new to Christianity, new to church, this is a great place to start because it talks about Jesus Christ. The second Bible reading plan that we're going to give you is 10 weeks. And this is only three, but you're going to get all 10 as you, go, as you leave the theater And it's like a sampling It's a smorgasbord It's like a buffet When y'all go to a buffet You try a little bit of this And a little bit of that and a little, That's how this is This gives you You're kind of all over the Bible You read Genesis You read history You read poetry You read the Old Testament You read the New Testament You read about Jesus You read about Moses It just kind of gives you all of this, this is a plan for artsy creative people and notice it's in weeks we're not going to give you about days because we know artsy creative people they don't do anything you know consistently daily right Uh, and i'm not trying to slam you i just we want to give you a little bit of options here so because some of you you know you're creative you, you may read the entire week one genesis 1 through 25 on saturday and we want to say okay that's great that'll work for you or maybe you want to you know break it up but it's just 10 weeks and it's a smorgasbord it's like a big picture Of what um, the Bible is all about Next one uh, and This is very popular Most of your Bibles have this Is reading the Bible through in a year How many of y'all have read the entire Bible through? Let me see Alright, there's a few, not many, but a few Way to go, y'all Some of y'all, I want to encourage you next year You can be able to say, dude, that's me, I've done it And this is a great way to do it Also broken up into weeks And um, you can say, you know, if you do these 52 weeks, you can read through the entire text that God has given us. That's really cool. And that's a great plan that you can start with. All right, so read the Bible in the year. Let me give you a couple other ones that you won't hear about. Uh, 31 days of the book of Proverbs. We did this when we were going through Proverbs. But how many days are there in a month usually? And chapters in Proverbs, there's 31. You can read a chapter a day. Now, a proverb is like a Christian bumper sticker. Short, sweet, hard to beat. All right? And um, they're just really practical uh, uh, stuff on how to get friends and how not to lose friends and how to do job and all this stuff in life. Really, really good. Proverbs is a great place to start. It's in the middle of your Bible. Another book in the middle of your Bible is the book of Psalms or songs, uh, like songs you sing. There's 150 of them, and half of them were written by David. And you can read three Psalms a day and read through the entire book of Psalms in one month. Now, those of y'all who grew up in church, y'all know that sounds good until you get to Psalm 119. <laughs> Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, and uh, it, it's pretty long, so make sure you clear out your work week that week, all right, so, or that day, I should say. Also, let me give you a couple other ones, um, not my notes. Um, this is uh, uh, just questions, asking the text questions. Um, who, what, when, where, why, how? Who wrote this? Who did he write to? I'll give you an example. Uh, Acts chapter 1. Um, this is it's a great verse. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, says this. Um, Acts is history of the church. And it says, But when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power and will tell people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Okay, who said it? Jesus. When did he say it? Right before he went up into heaven, right before he left. Who did he say it to? The disciples. And you can ask questions of this text, and you can get a lot of it out of it. In fact, this is usually the one that I do a lot, just asking questions. What do I see? Who, what, when, where, why, how? And then what does it mean? And then what do I need to do? How can I apply it? So important. So important. So uh, there's the questions method Another one is the daily bread This is something that we give out for free at Guest Central We also give out free Bibles But like if you go to um, May, chapter, uh, May 25th This is Sunday, May the 25th You would open this up And you would read Acts 9 And then you, there's a little story about Acts 9 here uh, Monday um, You read Isaiah 60 and There's a little story And it gives you a guide uh, we're giving away these. Uh, and they're free. They cost us nothing. And uh, this is April, March, April, May, and here's June, July, and August that you can pick up. Also this week, if you'd like to do that. The point: which one is the right one? All of them. You just need to uh, what? Read the Bible. Read the Bible. That's so important. Now, next thing I want to talk about is personalizing. This next part. Some of you are going to be very comfortable with this, and some of you are going, I don't know if I can do it. I'm going to break it. And there's not a right or wrong way to do it, but let me tell you, I want to encourage you that as you read the Bible, as you read the Bible, I would highly encourage you to get into the habit of drawing on the pages, of writing down the things that uh, that jumps out at you. And I want you to personally, you get you some highlighters, and when you find promises, you do it in blue. And um, when you, when something speaks to you, maybe you put that in yellow. And you just get some highlighters and you do, you're circling words that are repeating. Like right now, um, I'm going through uh, my daily reading. I'm reading the book of Psalms and I'm on Psalm 121. A friend of mine are going through it. In Psalm 121, there's eight verses in this little song. And in eight, in eight verses, the word protector is used eight times. What do you think that song is about? kind of amazing isn't it see what god really wants to get to you he's going to repeat and he's saying protect 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 i'm going to be your protector i'm going to protect you i'm going to be your protector that's so cool so you can circle stuff that's repeated Uh, you can really personalize it um and what's so cool is you can go back and i want to show you some of the stuff My, my wife by the way kim she uh She uh, marks in her Bible just like I do and somebody took her Bible or she misplaced it and she was so bummed because this Bible was just so precious to her. It had dates that she put down, a prayer request and then dates that God answered the prayer and it's just, it's so cool. But get a pen or a highlighter. I want to show you this. Um, This is a Bible that I used when I was in high school and I can pretty much, by going through this, I can tell you what... There's a little highlight. In, this is the book of Proverbs, one of my favorite books. And I can just go through here and I can tell you what meant a lot to me. And I would write in here up top. I can tell you what I was struggling with. I can tell you what I was praying for and what I was hoping for. I can go back. And it's just, it's just so cool because I have dates down here and I have people's names. And I can go back and I can just see how God has been faithful. That's when I was in high school. When I was in college, I taught a Sunday school class, a 10th grade Sunday school class. And some of the girls in that Sunday school class bought me this Bible. And it's so cool. It's a life application Bible. You may want to remember that because it's a great Bible to get. Uh, it has This is the Bible part, and then these are notes underneath it. Um, that, uh, just a lot of good notes. And I wrote in it, and I can tell you what I was praying for. I was praying for a mate during this time. And, and my, my wife's name is all over this Bible. You know, and uh, God's good. All right. So um, anyway, but whatever... Whatever, what, what, just find your a Bible that's right for you, a plan, and just get into it. The second thing I want you to do, I want you to mark up your Bible. Now, some of y'all, y'all are like, I don't know if I can do that. You know, it's God's Word. I don't want to. Mess. I'm going to give you a couple of options if that's kind of a ooey gooey sticky uh, feeling for you if you don't want to mark up your Bible. But the second thing I want you to do is I want you to commit some of this stuff to memory. Some of you say, "Well, I can't memorize." You know, I used to say that as well. I can't memorize stuff. That is until friends of mine, when i get around and I'd start, start quoting Dumb and Dumber and start quoting movies, and uh, it was like God one day said, you I literally, I didn't hear a word, but I just I sensed him saying this. You know, you say that you don't memorize the Bible. You can't do it, but you memorize movies. <clears throat> Could it be that you spend more time with movies than me? I'm like, ooh, that's not good. I want to move on. That, that stings. <laughs> and uh, but it's true, because you can memorize. But what are you spending time in? Because it will, you will naturally remember it. Man, that's key. And God was all over me on that one. All right. So I want you to memorize it. And, and let me give you a couple of examples. You think, well, why do I need to memorize? Because sometimes things are going to just bounce off the page. I'll give you an example. You may be somebody who just struggles with guilt and condemnation, and you just always feel guilty. You feel like that because of your past, your relationship with God is dented beyond repair. And you, just, you, you hate coming to church because you just feel guilty and condemned, and, you, 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 and God, you and God are okay because you and Jesus are okay. You have a relationship with Jesus. But it's just like you just always feel condemned. And as you're reading, you read Romans chapter 8, verse 1. And it says this, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And it just goes, boom! There's no condemnation. I'm not guilty. And you circle that. Maybe what you do is you put that on a three-by-five card and you put it in your mirror at home. When I, again, when I was in college, I had this Geo Metro. I'd kill to get that car back now. I've got 60 miles to the gallon. But I had these little acrylic frames you know, clear friends? And I wouldn't put pictures in them, but I would put verses in them that I could memorize. I duct taped them to the, to the, uh, to the uh, dashboard. And uh, just however you do it, just spend some time memorizing those verses. Just, just spend some time just digesting those and just working on those in your head. And that's a good one. John 3, 17 is another one. Uh, for Jesus to not come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. You know, if Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, I don't think we should as Christians. Do you? Come on now. Man, that's a great one that just speaks to you. Speaks to you. I want to end just talking about picking the right Bible. Um, Because there's so many different translations. Um, And the reason why there's so many translations is not that the Hebrew or the Greek, the original texts have changed, but just because the way we talk has changed give you an example. How many of y'all have an old King James Bible? Okay, when you read that, that's kind of difficult to understand, isn't it? Uh, I would encourage you, even though the King James is is the Bible, probably not to get that one, not to buy that one, because there's a lot of these and thous and shouts, and I just don't speak like that. And if you do, <laughs> all right, uh, it's like this, uh, Macbeth. Y'all, have y'all read Shakespeare's Macbeth? All right, that was written the same time that the King James version was translated. And when I read Macbeth, I needed cliff notes. I don't want cliff notes for my Bible. All right, so pick a Bible that's right for you. Let me give you a couple of options. I, I usually preach from the New Living Translation. It's a great, great, easy-to-read Bible. In fact, these are the ones that we give away: the New Living Translation. Another one is the NIV, the New. By the way, see that NLT right there? That means New Living Translation. The NIV or the New International Version is also fairly easy to read. I study from the New American Standard Version, the NASB. Right? Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Just find something that's like, yeah, I can, I can understand that. That means a lot to me. All right, let me say this as we close. I mentioned I said I was going to give you an option if you don't like writing in your Bible. Uh, two options. for One, you can get a journal. And you can write down those things. I read Psalm 23 today, and bam, you know, this is what it says. But there's another option, and it's called youversion.com. It's a website that you can go on, and you can personalize the scriptures, and you can read it. It has all these different translations I'm talking about. And uh, you can put in notes. You can put in links or videos. It's spankin' fine. It's free. And, uh, and I want to show you just a quick video of it. So let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Good morning, One Church. This is Chris Edmondson, and I'm broadcasting live via my Macintosh computer. We're talking about Uversion.com. It's a revolutionary way to be able to read the Bible online and to be able to write down your thoughts in journal. You need to open up your web browser. Uh, by the way, the shameless plug for our website, ExitOneChurch.org. By the way, right here, recent messages, upcoming events, all of this stuff. You're going to go in here, and you're going to type on Uversion. Dot com. Hit return. You need to sign in, uh, and signing in is free and easy. After you've done that, you type in the verse of Scripture that you want to read. I'm typing in Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Up here on this right uh, tab right here, you can click on this and you can change the different translations you want to read. For right now, we're just sticking with the New American Standard Version. You can click on Genesis 1 1. And here, over in the right-hand column, you have all of these resources at your fingertips, videos, sermons, links, all kinds of stuff. In fact, you can go to your My Journal and My Content, and you can put your own thoughts in this. Um, You can click on, uh, let's say, this video. This is an indescribable video by Chris Tomlin. And here we have Chris singing about the creation of the world all right cool great uh... great tool at your fingertips if, this is really good if you don't you feel kinda icky or uncomfortable about writing in your bible go to UVersion.com and uh, start journaling start interacting with the scripture what's so cool is you can see how other people have interacted with the scripture as well Read the text. Thank you so much. All right, cool. I, I just want to end today just by encouraging you, you know, if you don't have a Bible, uh, as you leave, we have Bibles that we give out for free. We don't ask for your money to do that. We just we want to give you the Bible. And I just encourage you, whatever version you pick, whatever plan you pick, whatever time, place, whatever, mm. just read it. It is life-changing, and I promise you, you will not regret it. Thank you